Welcome to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. My name is Angela Mondor, also known as the Geeky Girl. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about some amazing things to help you get over overgiving. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. Okay, we're going down a path here, guys. Like I tell you, <laughs> I want to talk to you about why your team isn't making you money. And honestly, it's probably not what you assume, okay? Working with business owners who are building teams, trying to help other business owners build teams that, that they love is definitely a passion for mine. I love building great teams. I love being part of great teams. It has something that comes naturally to me. So I want to share this with you. And one of the pieces that's really important to understand is that at the end of the day, your team should, here I am shooting on you, <laughs> but your team should be allowing the business to make more money. Okay. Let's just soak that in for a bit. Lots of times I hear business owners who have these teams and stuff's getting done, but they're so busy with um, paying team members. They're not paying themselves. They're not paying the business. And this has to stop. There's, you can't, the survival, your business survival is counting on you being able to make sure that the team that you build makes you money. So here we are. The financial responsibility that you have as a boss is paramount to the success of your business. It can be overwhelming and it can honestly hinder your growth as a business if you are so focused on the loss, okay? When you're responsible for paying your team and you're making sure that you have cash flowing in so that you can support everyone else, there is a lot of pressure on you and it can feel overwhelming. I've been there. I think every single human being who has ever had a team has felt the weight the responsibility of making sure that they have the money they require in order to pay their team for the work that they do. If you're feeling that, it's normal. What's What the problem is, is that if you are a heart-centered entrepreneur and you're so worried about paying others that you're not paying attention to paying yourself and paying your business, this not only leads to frustration and resentment inside yourself and for your business, it also leads to the financial ruin of your business. It's interesting, the amount of, the amount of entrepreneurs that I've surrounded myself with over the years, I have way more entrepreneurial connections than I do people who work for a living. And uh, I mean, a job, right? I was out with my husband, I guess it was last week now, and we were at the table and they were all J-O-B holders. Every single last one of them um, had a job. They weren't entrepreneurs. And it was an interesting space to be in. My reality and their reality is so different. Now, I raise my children in an entrepreneurial world. They've always been around this entrepreneurial energy. And so they think differently as they go through their J-O-Bs. Currently, both my girls have jobs. One is going to university and has jobs. But their mindset is so much different than the average employee simply because of the things they hear me talk about, the things that we discuss, and you know me growing and building this business. 
when we're talking about the stress and overwhelm of having a team, it can be a lot to have to chew on. And if you are way more concerned about making sure you have just enough money to pay your employees and you're not concerned with the longevity of your business, you're leading yourself up for failure. When you can run your finances correctly inside the business, you can not only support your team the way you want to, but then you can also have the lifestyle that you want. Let that sink in for a minute. Generally speaking, most of us started out corporately or we had JOBs at some point and we thought, oh my gosh, I can't stand working for somebody else. I don't like the way they do it. I don't like the people I'm surrounded with. I don't like what my pay is. I don't like my workload. Whatever it was that led you to this pinnacle moment of, fuck this, I'm out. When you get to that point working corporately, it clearly means you just were never meant to be a worker bee. And that's totally cool and kosher. We need worker bees on the planet and we need entrepreneurs. Neither one of us are better than the other. We require worker bees in order for the world to work. We require entrepreneurs for not only the world to work, but for there to be advancements in the way that things get done. So nobody's better than the other. But if you certainly are in an entrepreneurial mindset, sometimes it can be difficult to switch that mindset from what corporate is to what entrepreneurial life is. But the one thing that is important is to embrace and embody the type of CEO slash boss, you want to be inside your business. And if you're only just focused on just making enough, you'll never have the life that you want to have. You'll never be able to have that because you'll just be focused on just getting the paychecks out. I find this really interesting. One of my last jobs, I was an office manager and I did, I ran point on IT as well in that position. That tends to be what happens. We didn't have an IT department. So guess what? Ange was the IT department. So that, that was my last job, which broke me, by the way. It was my pinnacle. Screw this moment and left. But anyway, one of the things I did in that position was payroll. I hated payroll more than anything else on the planet. It was the one task that made my skin crawl. It was the one task that I swear if I had to do it one more time, I would have so many ulcers, my stomach would explode. And I swore I will never do payroll again. <laughs> I had an interesting conversation with one of my coaches. And I said to them, I'm like, if somebody offered me a million dollars a year to do payroll for them, I'd say no. And my, my mentor at the time says, so let me get this straight. They offer you a million dollars. Why don't you just hire somebody for 60 grand to do it? And you pocket the rest. I'm like, girl, <laughs> now you're talking. This is when these epiphanies start to happen in your brain. When you start to think about things differently, it allows you to be able to shape the world. Guess what? I was retelling this story to my husband, like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. And he's like, but don't you do your own payroll now? I'm like, damn, here I am doing payroll again but I don't hate payroll now. I pay the consultants that work inside my business. I pay the people who are on my team and there's no animosity to it. There's no anger to it. I am joyful. I am happy to be paying these people and to do, to be quote unquote running payroll. Who knew? Here I am. 
But what kind, this is what comes down to what kind of boss do you want to be? What kind of relationships do you want to have with your team? And how do you want to be able to make sure that you're supporting yourself, your family, your lifestyle, and your team and your business? So just because it costs more doesn't mean to say it's better. So sometimes we think, you know, I've got three people who are lined up for this job and maybe I should pick the one that is the most expensive because they're going to give me the best. And I'm here to tell you that that is so not true. It has in my brain, you can take my brain and you can use it if you like. In my brain money doesn't mean anything. There's somebody out there who'll do it for $10 an hour. There's somebody out there who'll do it for $70 an hour. There's somebody who's going to do it for $200 an hour. To me, it doesn't matter how much you charge me. To me, what matters is who are you to my team? Who are you to me? How do we get along? If you all have equal skills or generally equal skills, I will take the $10 person who needs a little training over top of the $200 person who doesn't need any training if the $200 person's an ass, okay? So when you hire people, and if you're going through them like crazy, if you're like hiring person after person and you're looking for this magical solution, I got to tell you, there's no magical solution that's going to come just by simply looking at whether or not they're worth more financially on a piece of paper. It doesn't matter how much you pay them. I will provide work. I will provide support for my team members, regardless of what their income level is inside my business. I want everyone inside my business to be satisfied, to be positive, to be part of the team and to want the best from the team. A happy team member, a satisfied team member, a team member who is present and joyful and excited about the work that they're doing for your business will do more for your business than the most expensive person you can hire who could care less about your business. That's the money-making moment when you can have a team member who is excited about your, the, the work you do, who is excited about making sure that the business is able to serve all the people that you that are wanting to be served or needed to be served by you. That's when you start making money. It has no idea. It has no bearing on how much they make as all the bearing comes from whether or not that team is cohesive and whether the team works well. Hiring and onboarding a new team member is a skill, 100% true. And you can learn it and you can choose to grow your team the way you want to. It does cost time and money to do these things, but when you do it correctly, when you're building your team correctly, not only choosing the right people, but onboarding them correctly and supporting them along the way, you won't have to do it as often. And so it will cost you less money. You're only going to have to do it once. And then they stick with you. If it's the right fit, if, it, if you give them the right support, if you give them the right drive, and if they come and show up, it's going to be way more than you ever expected it to be. And you're going to be like looking back on it going, oh my God, Angela was right. I have this most amazing team. That's the money shot. That's how you make more money in your business, by supporting your team. So here's the other piece. A lot of entrepreneurs don't seem to spend time thinking about how they make money. So understanding how you make money is important. So I know that logically you understand, I get a client, the client pays me, I do my work. But there's a lot of uncertainty sometimes about this money and the, the drive of, of the entire thing. 
You've heard this in dribs and drabs throughout your entire business career. I know you have. There's been times when people are like, what does your funnel look like? How do you move somebody from a non-paying client into a client, a paying client? You know, how do you create or which products do you have? And how are you putting those products out there? And um, how do you move somebody further down the funnel? All those questions are logical questions with logical answers. But what's really important is understanding how you can distribute the assets of your team. So each of your team members come to you with assets and then allow your team to be able to move their assets around in a way that helps you to be able to organize the work that needs to be done and to get results for not only your clients, but also for the people who are not yet your clients. So you want to be able to make sure that you're able to distribute this these assets. Your team is an asset, but they also bring assets to the team. Understanding what your high income, low income, and no income tasks inside your business are, which ones you can offload to team members, how does it generate more or less income, that's essential to managing your finances. Understanding how the work that your team members do allows you to be able to create opportunities, to be able to say yes to some opportunities, that's really important. You also want to make sure that you understand how that team member helps you generate more income inside your business. So do they work on high income generating tasks or are they working on low income generating tasks or no income generating tasks, but they're freeing up your time so that you can do things that you can take on more clients or spend more time on high income generating tasks. Maybe it's a mishmash of all of those things. So understanding what that looks like inside your business is really important in order for you to make sure to move from earning money to being in profit. You want to make sure you have the right bums in the right seats. It's possible you have the right seat, you have the right bums on your bus, but maybe they're not sitting in the right seat. If you've ever think back to maybe elementary school and you got a bus load of kids and you've got a seat that's empty and you got this one child who's picking on another child and they're sitting beside each other. Well, obviously the logical solution is to move one of those children to a different seat. Okay. I know that simplifies it, but when you understand how generating that income is important to make sure that you have the right team members in the right seats. If you have a team member sitting beside another team member and they're not gelling, it's important for you to move them. If you have a team member who's, who's doing a certain task and they're not gelling with the task, it's important for you to move them to a different task. It's important to continue to check in with your team members to make sure that things are working for them. Are there issues that are unresolved, whether it's emotionally, mentally, um, with the work itself, what's happening in. So you want to check in with your team members because your team members are going to evolve in your team the same way you're evolving inside your business. So it's important for you to check in. Is this role still working for them? Is there something else they'd like to take on? This is really important. You want to make sure that they're working in their circle of brilliance just as much as you want to work in your circle of brilliance. And you want to make sure that the team is effective and that their work is being done well, and it's consistent. If you're constantly changing team members because you can't get them to perform the way that you want to perform them, chances are the problem isn't with the people, but with the roles in which they've been placed, or the problem is 
with the communication breakdown between the team. So what's really important to think about is where do I have these people? Who are they? How are they doing? What's happening? Uh, who's doing well? Who needs assistance? Do I need to move people around? Keeping an eye on your team is an important role for you as the boss slash CEO to keep an eye on and making sure that you have that open line of communication so that they can come to you and say, hey, this isn't working for me and that they believe and truly trust the fact that you're going to listen. So once you have all your pieces in place and the team is supported and they're well-trained and you know what's going on and their communication is effective and efficient, then you need to let them do what they do and make the money for the business. You got to get out of the point where you are now micromanaging them. It's time to back up, let them grow, push them out of the nest. There's so many times that I see business owners who have great teams, but they can't let go of what's happening inside the business. They micromanage their team to death, literally smother them so much that the team can't do anything. And what's worse is that they'll actually go through and redo work that they've already done because they don't know how to, how to get their team to listen to what they have to say, or maybe they just can't express themselves the way they need to so that their team members can learn the way that they want to do it. Another thing that I've seen, it's equally as painful, is when business owners allow their team to just sort of run rampant and do whatever they want, which then ends up costing the team, the, the business owner way too much money because now the team members are spending time on things that aren't important. So it's important. You have to weigh the middle. You can't be you can't be a team member who, or you, sorry, you can't be a leader who just allows the team to run amok, but you also can't be the team, team leader or business owner, boss, CEO, who then micromanages them to death so they can't even breathe. There is a balance there. When you find the balance, it's gorgeous, okay? If you can't trust your team, they're never going to make you money because you're going to pay them over and over and over again to do things that you'll redo or you'll be paying them over and over again to create things that you never needed. You're going to be wasting all that money coming into the business and you're going to be stressing about paying them. It's going to feel awful. It's going to feel gross. Just like when I had to do payroll, it's going to feel disgusting and you're going to wish that you never had to do it again. And you're going to shrink and be super small so that your business doesn't have to grow so that you can do it all. And you're never going to have the life that you want. And that's not what you signed up for. You want, you signed up for a business that can grow and that can create amazing wealth and opportunities for you and for the other people inside your business and your clients so that you can have the life you dreamed of. You didn't create this business so that you could be slapped across the head and buried in the sand and shrunk to the point where you don't want to move. And now you're wondering why you don't just do good at a good job. So instead, I encourage you to stand up, own your team, find that balance between the micromanaging and the letting it go. And if you need help, you know where to come. Send me a message at clientcare at geekygirl.ca and I can help you out. We can build you the most amazing team so that you can actually grow your business to the size that you want it to. And you can also have the life that you've dreamed of. I hope you have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next time. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. Your support means the world to me. You can find show notes for this episode and other goodies at overgiversanonymous.ca. And if you enjoyed this episode or you enjoyed the podcast in general, why not join us in the Overgivers Anonymous Facebook group where you can connect with overgivers from all over the world. Head on over to geekygirl.ca slash group. 